You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. We got an awesome interview today with Aaron Marino. Maybe you've heard of him. If you have, then you know that he is a big-time YouTuber. And I've known him for quite some time, and I've seen him just grow to extreme lengths because his videos are awesome and very popular. He talks about grooming. He talks about style. He talks about fashion. He talks about accessories, all this stuff. He's got a ton of different brands that he has created to help with grooming and fashion and style. It's pretty amazing. He's pretty amazing. And on today's episode, we're going over the full head-to-toe guide for style. So what we're going to be going over is everything from, like I said, head to toe, all the different things that you can wear on your body. And then we're also going to be going into grooming and all of his best tips. The guy's been doing this for, I think, about a decade or more at this point. He put out one of his first YouTube videos on grooming in, I don't know, 2008, 2009, a long time ago. So I asked him here on this episode, just what are some of the biggest things, the most important things that you've seen that have worked? And we're going to be mentioning a lot of brands on this episode. I just want to let you know that none of this is sponsored. So this is real advice and real things that we really believe in and use. You know, We talk a little bit about some of his brands, but we talk a lot about, about brands that we both use. So all real, no sponsorship. I would always tell you if there is some sort of sponsorship. But even if I ever do a sponsorship, I still will always believe in the product. So you're going to hear a lot of brands and stuff and and write it down because this is going to be stuff that's going to help you all the way from cheap brands to expensive brands and everything in between. This is a really cool episode and this is going to help you. Why do you want to learn this? Well, you want to learn all about fashion and style because you do want to be as physically attractive as possible because that still is something that helps in terms of attraction, right? Your outer qualities, the things that that help in terms of how you look and how you display yourself to the world. I always talk about on the on the episodes here on the How to Talk to Girls podcast on inner qualities, right? Inner qualities. That's the stuff that is about your behavior. So it's the way you behave in front of a woman, your personality. And that goes a very long way. So that stuff is very important. But you also got to work on the outer qualities. What's that? That's looks, grooming, fashion, your money, right? Your career and your lifestyle. These are all your outer qualities. So this, that's the stuff you also always want to be working on because all of it together really helps in being more attractive. And so I'm not this big fashion guru. As you're going to hear here on the, on the episode, I talk a little bit about some fashion things that, and style and the things that I know and things that I do personally, but I don't talk a lot about this. So that's why I had to have one of the best guys right now in terms of fashion, grooming, and everything uh, to talk to you about that today and go over this stuff. So you're really going to like it. Again, take some notes. And if you want to get some help with your inner qualities, right? So today we're talking about the outer qualities. But if you want inner qualities help with being more charismatic, with understanding how to talk to girls, right? How to actually communicate with them in a way that gets them attracted to you, then I highly suggest you check out the coaching program where you and I work one-on-one every week through texting, through phone calls, to get you to the point where you are attracting women in your town and not settling. I always tell guys that I get on the phone with who are interested in coaching, this is about not settling. It's about finding someone that is beautiful, that is awesome, that's going to be your perfect 10. And you can do that by going to coachedbytrip.com. That's the URL that takes you 
to an application page where you can then fill out the form and then I'll read every single word. I read every application that that comes through, every single one, and I'll read yours. And if I see you're a good fit and you're over 18, you and I will hop on a phone call and we will talk about coaching. So go to coachedbytrip.com if you want to help with some of those inner qualities. Well, here's my interview now with Aaron Marino on the outer qualities. Looks, fashion, grooming. Here it is. Aaron Marino, it is awesome to have you back on the podcast. You were on before, probably around three or four years ago, and it's it's good to have you, man. Trip, as always, it is incredible to talk to you. We go way back, and so it's really cool way to back. really cool just to connect. And and you know, I I actually you know got to meet you in Chicago a few years ago in person because you know you sort of you know that's one of the cool things about you know the way that we we do this is is everybody's online and and you sort of develop a almost like a relationship with somebody even though you've never actually met them or shook their hand and so uh getting to actually meet you in person was pretty pretty surreal and and I, I, I think I kind of like fanboyed out a little bit. <laughs> oh well dude I mean listen I've known you for so long and 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 same here and and I have to say too what's funny is that I I still use like the Tej Hanley products. Like I remember, I promoted your stuff, and I have before. And so, like your, uh, you know, you, you just always come up in my mind all the time because I actually use the stuff. Like the other day, I was out and I was on a on a lake, and I needed to use SPF. And of course, what did I do? I brought with Tej Hanley SPF stuff. And I'm not getting paid to say this. This is not a promotion <laughs> by any means. It's just real. And I just I just love that I get to tell you that because I know you have such a big business now that you probably don't even know that I am and and still do uh, promote your stuff and and actually use it because there's not no other men's stuff that I even ever hear about or really like. So and it's just cool that you're always on top of mind even when we're not doing collaborations like this. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for, uh, for saying that. Yeah. So cool, man. So listen, I was saying this to you, you know, when we were off the air is that you've been doing this for so long in terms of giving advice on fashion and grooming and accessories. I, I remember, I think you, you put out your first YouTube video like back in like 2008 or 2009, yep. something like really early on. And you have over 6 million subscribers at the time of the recording of this. And so you've given so much advice. I know that like if someone sat you down and said, okay, Aaron, I only have like a small window with you. Just tell me like, what are the most important things I need to know to look my best? Yeah. So that's this conversation right now. So what are the top things? And we can kind of dive into, you know, I think we should talk about some grooming, some accessory stuff. And just kind of different areas of fashion. So yeah, I want to no, dive absolutely. into that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a little bit daunting and overwhelming when somebody you know first decides, hey, I want to start looking. I want to look better. I want to. I want to. I want to dress better. You know, it's a little bit daunting because one of the problems people don't actually know where to start. And so I always say, you know, start at the feet and work up. You know, look at your shoes. Take an analysis of of the current shoe situation you have. And then what I would recommend is is for everybody to just buy like a simple pair of clean white like minimal sneakers, right? Not a lot of fuss, very simple. They work with everything and they're super stylish. So, you know, a great pair of, you know, white minimal leather sneakers is is a go-to in in my eyes just because you could wear them on like a nice casual date. You can wear them, you know, with shorts, you could wear them with jeans, with chinos. You could even like dress down a suit 
And so a white pair of minimal sneakers is a must-have in my mind, because that's one of the things. You know, guys do okay when it comes to dressing up, right? It's like, hey, I want to look good. I have got to get a suit, right? Go to Suit Supply, get yourself a suit and let them take care of you. You know, simple, easy, you look amazing. But it's that casual sort of in-between style that people and guys, I think, have the toughest time. But a simple, clean pair of white minimal sneakers, a must. A great pair of lightly distressed jeans, not a lot of holes, not a lot of rips. You know, a great pair of denim will make you feel like a king, right? Just because your butt will look amazing. You know, they fit you great. And so that's another great way to sort of upgrade your current wardrobe by simply adding a better pair of jeans. Um, The other great thing is that you don't need to spend a ton of money on any one particular item like jeans. You could go to, you know, J. Crew or The Gap or any of these regular stores. You know, even Walmart now has like some, I recently did a promotion for Walmart and I was blown away at some of the the jeans and the slim fit options that they have for like $12. And so you really don't need to spend a ton of cash in order to look great. What, what do you think the number is? Like, let's, because I think that's interesting and I'd be really curious to hear from you. What is the number you think if someone wants to completely redo their entire wardrobe and accessories? And let's just say like medium, like they're not trying to go super expensive or they're not trying to completely cheap out. Like what's a what's a number you think would be would be to I mean completely redo your wardrobe? Yeah, so yeah. So you might so, get a couple pairs of jeans, yeah. etc. So this is a great question, Trip, and and something that I get a lot. Now the two sort of budget busters are going to be shoes and and formal wear or suits. If you're not replacing your suits and you're not going like super crazy in terms of your shoes, because shoes can get like really expensive really quick. You know, I would say for $1,500, you could do some serious damage and really get the foundation and the core to an amazing wardrobe. I'd say $15, you could... If, now, $15 doesn't mean that you're shopping in, you know, in Neiman Marcus. You're not shopping in, in Bloomingdale's necessarily, but you can still have enough and buy quality clothing that isn't going to break the budget at around, I would say, $1,500. If you had $1,500 to spend, you could really overhaul your your casual wardrobe. I like that. Okay, was that more cool. thought was that more or less than you thought I was going to say? I, I think that was right about where I thought. I thought you were going to say I mean literally I thought you were going to say anywhere from 1000 to 2000. It's such a hard number to know. And I only know that number is because I've had to actually do this before and I've done it all ways. I'm still trying to solve it really. Like I've done the like okay, let's spend a lot of money and get a lot of nice clothes and then I've done the let's spend a little bit less than that, but get like a ton of clothes that at a little cheaper price. And maybe you can help actually. Personally, I'm trying to solve it. Like I'll, I'll go to like Zara or something where I'm like a skinny tall guy. So mm-hmm. it really helps to go to a place like that because everything fits so nice. But it's cheap clothing, right? Yep. It's like you, know, you have to hang dry that stuff or else <laughs> it's going to dis- be destroyed. And even when you don't, it, it's just done. Like it will just start ripping, you know? And then I went to... um uh, where was it? Trunk Club. I went to Trunk Club and I went in because they're based in Chicago. So I went in there and I'm like, all right, let's do it up. And I spent like three to $4,000. This is when like I had no clothes left. I came from traveling and I had to build up my wardrobe. And I got all these really nice things and I wear all of them and I use them all the time because it's like great quality stuff. And I really went on the limb to spend that kind of money on clothes and it was worth it. But I only got like eight things. So it's like tough. It's like, okay, I really couldn't like build my wardrobe on that. And then on the cheaper end, it's like, 
this stuff I'm going to have to replace eventually. So it's been challenging to find out kind of where to go. Or maybe maybe it's maybe the answer is you mixture. You know, it's like yeah, you know, you you do totally. the really nice things that you're going to get all the time. Like I got a really nice hoodie that I just love and I wore it all the time and it was it was more expensive than anyone would ever want to spend on a hoodie you know it was like $500 which is insane but it's like cashmere but I love it and I'm going to wear it probably for the next 10 years you know yeah. um so yeah. it's just a hard balance I've I've done kind of all of it yeah and and I think you're right it it really does boil down like for me I will not spend more than like $10 on a t-shirt like a simple pocket tee I go to the J crew outlet and for me, I get the pre-washed, slim fit, pocket tees, and they're perfect, right? $10, I buy, you know, 10 of them. And when they when they wear out, if they get pit stains or whatever, they're done. But certain things, I'll spend a little more money, like my jeans and my shoes, because I'm going to get a lot more life out of them. And I think that really it is about, you know, picking and choosing what items or what, you know, aspects of your wardrobe are you really going to get the most, you know, style bang for your buck and invest in the pieces that, are are going to last you longer and are, you know, you really do kind of get what you pay for. Certain things you do, certain things you don't. And so I think that's really a, a better way to sort of analyze a wardrobe and where to spend and where to sort of cheap out on a little bit. Where do you think, I'm curious to know, where do you think is a place where you buy or, or, or maybe an item that you know that's like cheap, but it's like a secret where it's like it's cheap but it's amazing quality and is awesome. I guess you maybe kind of said that with the t-shirts there, J. Crew. And then also the uh, another question would be where's something where maybe someone spends a lot of money and it's just a complete waste to spend money on something like that because it's actually not as great quality or you won't use it as much as someone might think they will. You know, I think that you know it really boils down to I think I think suits are one of those things that. That people can can get get mesmerized by brand names, right? Like the Hugo Boss and the Versace. Like some of these like really high end suits are really bad in terms of quality. And so, like perfect example for me, my buddy Terry was getting married, and he's like, "Hey, we're all going to be wearing Hugo Boss tuxedos." And so, go get a Hugo Boss tuxedo. I'm like, "All right, well, I want to I want to make sure that I look like everybody else." And and I've I've never actually gone into a Hugo Boss store. Let me go and get this tuxedo. The tuxedo ended up costing me around, I think it was like $1,400. I had to go in for like three different fittings. And even at the end of the day, it didn't fit me well. I went into suit supply, which honestly, for you guys out there, I'm not getting paid to say this. That is probably, in my opinion, one of the greatest men's stores ever because you really get a super premium quality at an incredible price. Now, it's not cheap, right? You're not going to, you know, you're going to get a, a suit for, $500, $600, but it is so much better in terms of quality than you're going to find in like a Hugo Boss or any of the department stores, even you know places like Xenia and stuff like that. I honestly feel like suit supply stacks up to any premium brand and a lot of times beats them. And this is not just for formal wear or suits. It's also for, for casual because they've got a lot of incredible clothes. Perfect example is the white minimal sneaker that I'm talking about, right? That's where I get mine. They're like $150 made in the same factory as like common projects, which are going to run you like $350. And so it's really about knowing where to go to get high quality. That's not, they're not going to basically bend you over and, and try and rape you on, on price just because of a brand name. Which begs the next question of where do brand names matter and where don't they matter? I really do think that um, brand names, see, this is, this is a tough question because 
it's not necessarily about the brand or the name. It is about you know what they're bringing to the table. So if you're here's a here, perfect example. In terms of shoes, like if you're looking for like nice shoes, you really have a few different price points, right? Under a hundred dollars, if you're looking at a dress shoe or something like a boot, you know it, it it's really bad quality. I mean, there's no getting around the fact. But once you get into that like one fifty to like two fifty, you really open up your options in terms of really good quality at a at a fairly decent price. The store that I love in terms of really providing good quality for an affordable price is Johnson Murphy. Johnson Murphy, the brand Colhan, you know, these are two two brands that I really feel like they do a good job balancing the quality with the price and not, you know, being being too high. Boots, I do feel like you do get a lot a lot of times what you pay for. Also leather jackets. I'm a huge leather jacket lover and um, I've spent, you know, $1500 on a coach leather jacket and $300 from All Saints. And I truly feel like the brand All Saints does the best job in terms of offering you a really high quality leather jacket at a fair and reasonable price. Companies and brands like John Barbados, I feel like they are way overpriced for anything that they sell. Tom Ford, you know, really great stuff. But once again, you've really got to love it. And you're going to spend five times what, what you probably should for that, you know, a similar you know, styled piece of item somewhere else or piece of clothing somewhere else. Just be, you know, just because it's the brand. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So where else do you shop specifically? Like the stuff that you shop for that you like to wear? You know, I'll tell uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Like jeans. I fell in love with a brand of jeans called uh, G-Star Raw. And the reason I, I fell in love with them is because they had actually shorter sizes. If you go on the line, that's one of the issues. If you're a short guy, I'm a short guy. I'm like five foot six. And so going into a store, I'm, I've really only got a 30 length inseam. And so for you guys that are short, you know that 30 inch inseam is still a little bit long on you. And so G-Star Raw, they, they're a brand that I recently, I always saw the store. I'm like, let me just go in and, and see what they have. And they had like a 28 inch length, these slim jeans that had a lot of stretch that I just fell in love with and went a little bit crazy. Like I said, for, for jackets, for leather jackets, I'm, I'm definitely going to be going to Bloomingdale's or the All Saints store to check out what they've got in stock because they're typically going to be, you know, slim fit, super stylish, not too over the top in terms of trends or trendy. Of course, they do sell some of those, but I really feel like for what you're getting, you do get a very high quality product. And then, like I said, suit supplies where I get a lot of my casual clothes. And what about like your suits? socks and underwear? <laughs> socks no, and under- socks and underwear. You know, underwear. I I wear a brand called Tanny, which is um I and it's it's because I I know I know the owner and I I've tried a lot. You know, but there are other like less expensive brands out there like Me Undies. For those of you who have ever or are familiar with them, they they do a good job of, of selling you a decent quality for a, a pretty cheap price. What about you, Trip? What are your underwear? I was just going to uh, let you know. So my underwear, Mack Weldon. Do you know it? They're out of Chicago, aren't they? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I do know it. I do know Mack Weldon. I just remember I, I researched because there was this one time where I wanted to just... This is when I had no clothes. I came back from a lot of traveling and I was like, all right, I need new underwear. But I don't want to go to... I don't want to go to Target and get the Hanes because I want something... Because I just feel like I like putting money into places where I'm going to be using a lot. Right? So I'm going to be wearing underwear every day. <laughs> okay. And it's something that's really important. 
where you know where can I do? So I I did some research and Mack Weldon came up and it's it's quite expensive if you compare underwear. It's like twenty to twenty five dollars. But you know I only wear I didn't buy twenty of them. I bought you know just a few and over the over the years I just keep adding a few more and adding a few more and it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like the most comfortable underwear ever. I'll never go to anywhere else again. Yeah, no. Underwear is one of those things where a lot of guys, until you actually try high quality underwear that fit, that are made out of an incredible fabric. Yeah, it's like, it's, there's a reason why, you know, women spend the money on, you know, lingerie and undergarments because there is a huge difference when you, when you slip those bad boys on. It's so true. And then there's like socks. Like I don't really wear socks because I don't leave that much because I work from home. And yeah, it's like when it's, when it's nice out, I like to wear sandals. And the other time, it's like I don't wear socks that much. So I didn't mm-hmm. do any research into socks. And I think yeah. I have like uh, Under Armour socks or even some Hanes or something like that. So that's not a place I ever did research on. I don't know if you do yeah. anything specific with yeah, socks. Yeah, no, no, no. Also, I don't have nice occasions. So I don't have any, like cool. There's a lot of cool dress socks you can buy, but I never have a chance to wear them. So I don't really do that either. Yeah, no. The, my favorite socks for athletics are Bombas. I love Bombas. They were on Shark Tank. And uh, I got a pair. I mean, they last forever. They really are super comfortable. A little more expensive than like your Hanes socks. In terms of no-show socks, I think the best ones that I have tried are from a company called Invisa Socks. They do a really good job. Uh, no-show socks are tricky, right? Because <laughs> they're... If, I got if you, mine from Amazon. Did you? Yeah. And Amazon's yeah, a they're, great... They're, eh, I don't eh. know. They're okay. Yeah, and, they're just and, kinda, I think I bought... I don't know if it was Amazon brand. I don't know what brand it was, but it's like they're a little like... Then, like I can tell, like they're not going to last more than maybe a year or two. Yeah, Invisa socks—they're—they're they're a great, high-quality product. And the thing that I love about them—they do come in a lot of different colors, and so you can match your skin tone or the the inside of your of your shoe. Because that's one of the things that drives me crazy. As a personal style pet peeve is when you look down at somebody's feet. He's wearing white sneakers, and he's got these like bright white no-show socks that are actually showing. A, a, a good rule of thumb, gentlemen, is match your skin tone as close as possible. And that also goes for your undershirts. If you're going to be wearing like a white dress shirt over top, match your skin tone. One of the common misconceptions is that if you don't want your, your undershirt to show, you match your shirt. Well, white, it actually shows through. And so you want to, you want to match your skin tone. But yeah, those... Whoa, those no- that's a really good tip. I never yeah. thought about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go, you know, like instead of a white undershirt, Go with a, a a nude undershirt or a tan undershirt or even like a, a gray undershirt, a light gray undershirt will be less visible than a white undershirt because you see the contrast, the high contrast from the short sleeve in your arm. And so, yeah, that that's that's why I get paid the big bucks trip. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nobody pays me for that stuff anymore. <laughs> I love it. I'm on, so I'm on Invisa Socks website. They have gray, black, white, beige, and brown. So I'm like... I guess I have olive skin color. So you're saying I'd get beige? Yep. 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 I and it's going to look a that. lot better. I um, thought you just match it with the... like. I have these white shoes that I got. And then I have the white... Like from Amazon, I got the white uh, in, in, invisible socks. So you're saying no. Like don't wear those anymore with the white shoes. I would I would probably... It depends. Well, here's the other caveat to this. It's a, <laughs> Sorry to throw too much info out at you guys. No, um, no. This is the, great. The, uh, the inside of, of your white sneakers, what color is that? Is it tan? Is it a leather? Uh, is it white? Sneaker, yeah, it's it's all white. It's like a cloth white. Okay, then then white would probably work. You just want to make sure that you don't have a high contrast between you know the 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 shoe, the inside of the shoe, and and the sock because that's what you're going to end up seeing. And then the the thing okay. that I love about the Invisa socks is that 
they really do a good job of protecting your foot, but still at the same time being low enough that it doesn't look like you're wearing ankle socks. Okay, cool. Nice. So, okay, so we covered socks and underwear and pants <laughs> and jeans and suits a little bit. Let's talk about accessories. Yeah, man. I know that you just came out with a, a new line of of accessory and yeah. enemy shades, right? Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. I started a sunglass cool. company based out of, well, the inspiration was out of Chicago. There's a, uh, whenever I come to Chicago, T. Shanley is based out of Chicago. I go for a run. I, I stay at this great hotel called the Thompson right there near Gibson's. And it's right yep. near all these really, really high-end stores. Well, my buddy Zach owns a sunglass store and, a, and actually a glass store called Glasses Limited. And um, he's got two locations and one is right there on, on East Oak Street. And so, or maybe it's just Oak Street. Anyway, so I was walking back from the run. I always go and I run by the lake and I'm walking by a store and I see in, this, in the window, it says, good is the enemy of great. And I just love that saying. I saw that word enemy and I'm like, man, that would make a really cool sunglass company. And so I am a huge sunglass fanatic. And so I wanted to see if I could figure it out. And, and so, yeah, started a, a sunglass company. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary and, and things are good. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's your, if you had to give one tip on sunglasses in terms of what's cool or fit, et cetera, do you have anything for that? Yeah. I think that the, the classic Wayfarer or, or Clubmaster style, where it's a little bit more squared off at the top with a rounded bottom, those really look great on everybody. It doesn't matter your face shape. It doesn't matter you know, your, your complexion. It's really about a perfect you know, sort of style of glass for complementing a wide variety of face shapes. The Clubmaster, if you think like Jack Nicholson, right? I think, or was that the, did he wear Clubmasters? Anyway, I just totally butchered my I'm looking, example. I'm looking up Clubmaster sunglasses. Yeah, now. Clubmasters. Oh, are, I are, see. It's like the thick frame on top, top and then it's like a thinner wire frame. Wire below. Yep. And then yeah, the Ray-Ban, yep. The, uh, the uh, Wayfair design is also going to be you know, pretty amazing and universally you know, stylish. And typically, what you're going to find is that most sunglass companies, they're going to make their version of a Clubmaster, a Wayfair, and then some type of aviator. And you know, the circle glasses, I think they're a little bit trendy and they definitely do not work if you've got a fuller face or chubbier cheeks. They're going to make you... So it's going to sort of highlight the fact that you do have a little bit rounder face and possibly a weak jaw. And so you definitely want to do something that's a little bit more angular, a little bit more structured. But yeah, yeah, sunglasses are the number one accessory. Number one accessory that just make you feel cool. They make you look good. And they're also functional and help protect your eyes from all those uh, nasty sun, sun rays. I love it. Okay, cool. What do you think about men in jewelry? Because I've, I've gone back and forth on this for a while. What do you think about men in jewelry? And I guess let's include watches in there as well. You got to include watches. Okay. So I, I personally think that, um, that a watch is a must-have accessory for guys. You know, a watch is, is more than just a, a functional piece of jewelry, right? Where it tells the time. Everybody's got their cell phone. So everybody knows their time. But a watch lets everybody else know sort of that you are responsible, that you're reliable, or at least that's the subliminal message that it actually sends. The other cool thing is that there's so many amazingly cool watches out there that it really allows you to sort of express your individual style and just, you know, rock whatever you love. So yes, I, I think a watch is a must-have for, for most dudes. And like I said, you know, even like a cool like Casio watch that you could get 
at Walmart. I mean, for like 15 bucks, like there are super affordable watches out there that are cool. Timex Weekenders, a go-to of mine. There are just so many incredible watches out there that it's a, it's a shame to have to only wear one in a day. <laughs> but Do you ever get into the more high-end stuff like I, uh, Rolex yeah. or any mm-hmm. of that? Do you ever yeah. dabble in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I nibble. I nibble a little too much on that, apparently. That's like my thing. Watches are, are a love of mine. And so, yeah, I think that um, when you're wearing you know, thousands of dollars on your wrist, it sort of it speaks for itself. And people, it, it makes you feel comfortable and confident in, in pretty much any room, to be honest. And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about some of these, these nicer, more luxurious watches that are out there. Nice. Okay, cool. Very cool. What about you, Trip? Do you wear a watch? I do. I have a Rolex. I got that. Uh, it was a present to myself when I got my tax return a few years ago. And I have a friend who... I should probably have him on the show now that I'm thinking about it. I have a friend who deals in, in high-end watches. So he gets people really good deals on it. And it's a, it's a used Rolex. I think the it's from 98 or 97 or 2001, somewhere around there. And I love it. I, I, it's the only watch I have. You know, maybe in the future I'll invest in something that it's a little bit more sporty. It's a Submariner, so it's a more sporty version. So maybe in the future I'll get something that's a little bit nicer. But the Submariner is cool. You can wear it down and you can wear it up. You know, so you can kind of wear it for all of it. Yeah. Here's the other thing about watches, right? I when I think about value, right? When you think about you know conceptually paying you know five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand dollars for a watch. When you really boil it down, the fact that you can wear that watch every single day for five years, 10 years, 20 years, pass it down to your children, the per wear cost of that item becomes fairly insignificant as opposed to a suit that you only wear once a year that costs $700 that you wear you know, five years and then you, you outgrew it because you, you stopped working out. And so that's one of the ways that I personally can justify sort of a, a nice piece of jewelry like that is is it's a per wear cost. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to love this. Every time I look down at my my wrist, I get a little boost of confidence. I feel good about myself. And it's it's just something that is pretty cool in my opinion. Uh, I'm with you 100%. I'm a very mind... I'm, I think we're similar with that. I'm a very mindful buyer. Like I don't just buy things to buy things or throw money at things. Like This was a specific purchase. I researched it for a long time with my friend would always show them on his Instagram and I always be like I was I was kind of like um in Wayne's world where Wayne's like talking about the like really expensive guitar and he goes it will be mine oh yes it will be mine so I would always <laughs> say that to myself just seeing it and kind of preparing for it and yeah that watch is an investment so I know that worst case scenario if anything ever happens like I can sell the watch and probably make money on it or at least break even of course that's that would never happen. Like the whole point is to keep it forever. And like you said, like I would love to hand this down to a son if I ever have a son one day and like give it to him. Like it's something that's very special. When you wear it, you love it. It holds a lot of value, not just monetarily, but like in your heart. So yeah, I mean, it depends. Everyone's a little bit different. I never thought in my life, I was never a watch guy. I never thought in my life I would ever do something like that. But I got into it and I love it. So it all depends on on what route you'd like to go in terms of that, you know. Absolutely. In terms of other jewelry, you know, this is where we kind of get a little bit weird, right? Because some guys go overboard. I think we both can agree that less is more typically. That's kind of like when the guys that were like six necklaces, six necklaces, they're wearing bracelets on both wrists, they're wearing, you know, pinky ring, thumb ring, and index finger ring. Yeah, I, I think less is more. Err on the side of, of tasteful pieces, but be 
but be very mindful of of not overdoing it. You know, now now of course there's some guys that can pull it off, right? But they're not me, and uh, they're probably not you, Trip. And so you know, the guys like Johnny Depp and these you know sort of you know eclectic you know very they're almost like rock sex star vibe. Yeah, right, they can do whatever they want, but but that's not <laughs> that's not me. Right. Okay. So, do you think that a guy? If he doesn't know and he's listening to us, he's like, I don't wear any jewelry or anything. Like, be, be, forget watches for a second because I feel like that's just like such its own yeah. category. Yeah. Beyond watches, like, should a guy dabble in this or should he just forget about it? Like, ne- so we're talking necklaces, bracelets, earrings, anklets, toe rings, whatever. Belly button ring all day. Belly button day. ring. Yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> no. one. Uh, no, I think, I think a good jumping off point is, is a ring. Right, a ring to be worn on your right hand, possibly your your ring finger. Um, I think is is totally totally cool. I probably am biased because I do wear one. A chain, something around your neck, you know, a bracelet. I would say, you know, singles though. Don't go, you know, like three rings or three bracelets or three pieces of or neckwear. I would say if you want to dabble, go with a bracelet, go with a ring, go with the necklace, but just be careful because there's this fine line of going a little bit too much, a little little too overboard, which turns a potential style opportunity into a liability. Got it. Got it. I like that. That's good. That's good. Okay, cool. All right. Let's just dabble into a little bit of grooming, just like your top tips for the guy who wants to figure out how to make everything from the neck up look the best. Yeah, definitely. One tip I will give you is, is experiment with facial hair. If you can, if you can grow it, let it grow for 30 days and just see what happens. See what type of beard, what type of facial hair formation you actually have. You know, for me, I wear a beard and the beard helps me in terms of my looks aesthetically because I got a big nose, I got pointy ears. It helps balance everything out. And it, it honestly, it, it makes you feel a little bit better. At least it does me. Now, if you're clean shaven and, and you've got you know that going for you and you don't want to wear any facial hair, that's fine. But if you've never tried it, give it a try. It's a quick and easy way to sort of just play around and, and utilize something that you already have to, to look a little more dangerous, a little more bad boy. There was an uh, interesting study done where this, this researcher took a group of women, showed them all of these, these men, pictures of men at various stages of hair, hair growth on their face, from clean shaven to 10-day stubble to big, bold, beautiful beard. And what they found is that statistically, women found that a 10-day stubble was the most attractive. That's how they rated these men. The 10-day stubble was the most attractive. So, I mean, that's a simple like three to six millimeter you know, facial hair grooming tool attachment that you could you know, pull off and try. In terms of other grooming, I think one of the things that is often overlooked is a smile, right? Now, the majority of us were not born with perfect teeth, but the one thing that you can do that's fairly affordable and that will elevate the look and the, and the, the, the feel of your smile is just whiten it, right? There are over-the-counter you know, products that you can buy in the drugstore, in the convenience store, you can get from your dentist, you can order online that can help you have a whiter smile. And so regardless of quantity or quality of teeth that you have in your mouth, if they're white, they're going to look better and you're going to feel more comfortable actually smiling. And if, and, and if you aren't happy with your smile, I think that is something to consider actually investing in because you know, going in for braces, for veneers, for, for implants, like there are options out there. It might mean you need to save up a little bit, but it's worth it because if you're not smiling, you're not letting the world know sort of who you are and you're not embracing all the opportunities that you would be afforded 
if you actually are willing to smile at people. In terms of your eyebrows, you want to make sure they're not too nuts, not too crazy. I'm not saying you should you know, arch them or do anything like that. But it's a personal preference type of thing. Hair, you just got to make sure that it's, it's, it's tight and not too shabby and, and overruly, or overruly, that's not even a word, just not too crazy. You know, make an appointment when you go in for a haircut, make an appointment before you leave for the next cut. I would say three weeks is a good rule of thumb in terms of getting your haircut every three weeks in order to make sure that it doesn't get too outgrown and look too sloppy. Cool. Those are great. Yeah, I, I like I like your tips there on the on the smile. I feel like in terms of the some of the more more the things on your face that make the most difference in terms of your attractiveness, definitely your teeth and your smile for sure. Okay, so let's talk about that one guy who can't grow hair on his head and or can't really grow that facial hair. It's patchy. Yep. What does that guy do? What does he do? He gets a really cool pair of glasses or frames if he wants to add detail and dimension to his face. Glasses are an amazing accessory. And I think that a lot of guys, when they think about glasses, like, oh, I don't want to wear these or, or, or I'm going to get LASIK. Well, that's fine. And you can do that. But there's something about, you know, when you see somebody and they've got a really d- dramatic, you know, sexy pair of glasses on their face, it makes you look more interesting. It makes you look more stylish. And it just makes you look more intelligent. And so glasses are an amazing accessory. If you're somebody who wants to experiment with something, to help balance your face, to add a little detail, a little dimension without actually, you know, trying to do like a hairpiece or or anything crazy like that. Yeah, it's it's true too. It's like you see, whenever I see someone who's completely bald on top, meaning they shave it all, like they don't even leave any stubble, you know, or barely any stubble. And then they have I actually have a friend. You have a friend who does that. And then he wears these really bold glasses. And he looks cool. Like he looks cooler than any guy around. Who has a full head of hair? You know, there's just something, and he also he does pair it well with with dressing nice. But a lot of guys are really concerned about you know being bald, not having hair. But if you can pull off some really cool glasses and really good style, you can look like the most powerful guy in the room, even if you don't have any hair. Yeah, and the other thing is, if if you are bald and you do have the ability to grow facial hair. One of the things that I think looks amazing on a guy is when he does go really tight with the stubble on his temples and the back of his hair and fades it in really seamlessly to a really great beard. I think that is an incredibly sexy look that just it, it just works and um, it makes you look amazing. Cool, man. This was great. These are some great tips, good stuff here. And, you know, I feel like, I mean, even I learned a bunch here because I'm, I'm, I'm still very much a student of of fashion and accessories and grooming, always testing things out. So it was great to have you on and, and learn from you. And and yeah, if guys want to find you, I know they can find you on YouTube. You have an amazing channel putting out content all the time. So I'll put a link to that. And is there anything that you want to promote in terms of you know guys doing better with their grooming, their skin, their accessories, their clothes, anything at all? You know, I, I have a bunch of businesses. If you guys want to see uh, some of the things that I'm doing, you can always just go to alphaM.com to see everything that I'm, I'm getting into. But YouTube is the easiest place to find me. Cool. Check them out on YouTube. Aaron, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. Trip, you're a rock star. Thank you, sir. Thank you.